Paula Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black, Black Hipster, Hipster, where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, Black gay pop culture, and sometimes other, other shit. shit. How are you doing, darling? I'm good. That was fine. Oh, that was fine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just check it out by Black Hipster. Yeah. You know what, though? I what? was editing the podcast one day and I was like, I've really tamed my hello world over time. Because oh, in the really? beginning, it used to be like, hello world. Like, <laughs> it was definitely a lot more animated over a year ago. <laughs> well, why have you tamed it down, darling? Have I don't know. I guess we just kind of settled into this thing. It's okay. like, you know, in a relationship where everything you wear is sexy for the date and then eventually you just start wearing your sneakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, not even so like it. your fly brand new sneakers. Like, I'm talking your beat up New Balances from high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, but they're so comfy. Yeah. This the, Those sneakers. <laughs> yeah, you are definitely, I, I realized you make, it's funny because this morning I got up and Josh, I was still tired. I, didn't, I haven't been sleeping that well this week. But Josh got up because he had to go. He's playing D&D today. And I was just up with him. Okay, when just... you call it D&D, that's problematic. Why? Because that's the nerdy way to say it. Because the not nerd people have no idea what that is. And oh, like, I know what it is. What it is because <laughs> I've just heard it. And I've heard it re- referred to as D&D enough. But I feel like... Like people who are not nerdy and who don't know nerds do oh, not know what you're I guess so. That's Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. But people dragons. know what Dungeons and Dragons is, right? Yes. But I feel like only the nerd world calls it D and D. D and D. Like, you okay. know, abbreviates it in that way. Yeah, well, I, well yes, I abbreviated it. No offense to anybody. I'm no, just saying. No, no, no. You know, the funny, <laughs> we're talking about nerds, you know, someone would say you're anything that you love, anything that you go ham about. Is it's like that's a certain you're an, a nerd in a way for it, you know. It's just like if you love something, you're a nerd in a way for it. We just you know come down harder on the guys who like you imagine them like they like Dungeons, yeah, and they dragons like Dungeons and Dragons. Like, mm. But Josh loves it. so anyway. So he was doing that, and um, and I he was, got up early to go do it. Yeah, well, not Mind like nine thirty or so. That's early on a Saturday to, to go get ready. play. <laughs> and they play. They'll play for like. Hours. hours i think yeah they'll play for like six or not probably not typically but they play for like six or seven hours he'll be out and they'll just they get together wow. and a whole group of good people and you know maybe like six or seven of them one girl and they will play dungeons and dragons but um i um and I, i'm apparently i'm going to I, i'm going to experience playing the dungeons and dragons game with him one day so we'll see how that goes but anywho so he gets up and i'm sitting i'm gonna brush my teeth I haven't washed my face, so there's crust in my eyes, and he's talking to me. We're just chatting, and I realized I'm really sitting here. I haven't done any of the things that I normally do in this morning, and I'm just chatting with him. And I go, oh, no, this has to change. So I was like, Josh, I need to go to the bathroom, because I realized I'm getting so comfortable with him that I just didn't care, because we live together. Well, yeah, I'm like, you guys have been dating for a while, and you're engaged, yes. and you live together, so but I think I just be a level of comfortable <laughs> But I think I had to stop myself because I go, I don't want to be this comfortable. Well, I just have to be like, just all like gross. Like I could, that I'm just sitting here eating my breakfast or just watching, sitting on the couch without doing any of the things that you should do before you leave the house. Oh yeah. For me, it's just weird because it's like, I can't do certain things because I'm just grossed out very easily (laughs) and smells are a thing for me. So you can't just be like, morning. Yeah, morning. I'm like, please go brush your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please get away from me. (laughs) 
yes, in the body. If you on the other side of the bed, we talk a little bit, we both laying in the bed, that's one thing. But the minute you turn that face all the way to me, yeah. and that dragon smoke starts coming in my face, I'm like, okay, it's time for like, us both to get up we need to and get just like clean up because this yeah, is not happening. We need to do this. We need to do, and too, because it's, I, I didn't want to, you know, we not trying, I'm not trying to keep it sexy with Josh. We've been together for a while, but not a while, but, um, you know, I just realized, oh gosh, I I, I don't want to do, I don't want to be like this. I'm just like sitting here. It's enough because I realized too, like when I'm in the house, you no one has cute pajama sets. I have them. Josh got me one for Christmas. I have still yet to wear it. I love it. Like, you know, like a matching pajama set. Mm-hmm. It's like you throw on the, the worst thing that you have on because it's comfy, comfy, it's familiar. And I go, I'm not going to let, I'm going to cut it off. There's a, le- there's a, what is it called? A, le- a limit, a line that I will not cross. I will brush my teeth and wash my face <laughs> in the morning pajamas. in my raggedy pajamas. <laughs> yeah, I have this sweatshirt that I love and I wear it. And like, I'll sweat at night, so I'll wear it too much. And when you're alone, you smell yourself. Like, I'll smell like, oh, I need to change this. But sometimes I'll throw it on when I get home and I'm cold. And I go, oh, it's, it's a little ripe. I need to smell Ugh, it. Yeah, and then yeah, Josh will like hug me and he won't notice. And I'm just like, and then when he hugs me, then I realize... Oh God! I got this. I got this. And I'll say to Josh this way. He goes, and then Josh is so like, he'll start. He'll grab me close and. You smell fine. You smell fine. Go, please don't do that. You're making me even more uncomfortable. <laughs> the fact that you're so close to me. Oh, so, so. you still want to get sexy for your boo? I guess. Like, sexy, well, hold on. Sexy uh, time. <laughs> but do you realize? Do you think that there is like a, a, a line that you have to not cross? Like some people say, you know how people have said, like, don't share your bath. You know, the key to a happy marriage is not sharing your bathroom or, you know, I, I can't wash my spout, my significant other brush their teeth or I can't, you know, I don't want them to talk to me while they're on the bathroom. You know, that's the thing. Like, if you're in the bathroom using it, doing whatever you're doing, and then the person's talking to you while they're pooping or while they're, you know, people don't like those things. I, are there, like, things that you know? I mean, you don't have to say what they are, but are there things that you know, I'm not going to go there. I don't think so. I think to each their own, too. Like No, of course, to each his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because I definitely have some things. That I haven't. That was just the one thing that I realized this morning. I mean, I guess for me, it's just don't let yourself go. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, I just feel like... <laughs> don't let yourself go. Obviously, like, we're all going to change as we get older. But, I mean, yeah, I want to still feel attracted to you. <sighs> You know? Like, <laughs> I love that you're trying I'm just trying to, like, I'm trying to not be, be an asshole. Yes. And I sound like an asshole as, while well, I'm trying to describe what I mean, but I mean, don't let yourself go. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Like, <laughs> and it certainly shouldn't be visible to other people. You know, I don't, I don't, I would never want it to be a situation where it's like, we came into the room and was like, she went. <laughs> Or vice versa, mm. you know what I mean? And it's whatever if, if someone thinks that, but I don't think that. I don't care. Mm. I would never want to be like, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, yeah. Like, I feel it too, and mm-hmm. so I'm uncomfortable by it. So, like, don't let yourself go. Well, yeah, that's the problem, yeah, because people can think that, like I what just, you're saying. Right, and I don't care, yeah. but... I want to be like, now, nah, my dude is sexy. You're mm-hmm. crazy. Like, yeah. like, regardless of how you think. I'm like, you bugging. Mm-hmm. My, my man is fine. My man is handsome. He's a zaddy. <laughs> like, you're wilding. Um, yeah, don't. Just don't let yourself go. Yeah. And, of course, like, you know, like, be clean. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be dirty. Don't be like, yeah, I haven't showered all weekend. Like, well, like I, I feel like no one could be in a relationship. It's like, I haven't showered all weekend. It's like, well, how does that work? That no, I mean, have? I think people get to that point, especially people with kids. I really? think it, hell yeah. 
Yes. Absolutely. Where it's like, it's Monday morning. It's like, all right, time to wash up. Wow. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think that can definitely happen with people. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, especially people with kids. Because they're so busy taking care of the kids, especially when they're small kids. Mm. They're so involved with taking care of the kids, they don't take care of themselves. And it's like, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to take care of yourself, my dude. Like, one of my things is like, don't use my stuff. I, You know, I'm particular about my stuff. What do you mean? Like, your stuff, like your creams or your yeah, lotion? Yeah, like, to some degree, there's got to be a line there where it's like, you can't be using my stuff. Like, even now, like, we don't use the same soap. Like, I use body wash, he uses soap. Because I'm like, we shouldn't smell the same. That's weird to me. Like, he uses a bar soap, I use my cream body wash. Hold up, so was that something, because I would assume that he doesn't care what he's washing his body with, Of course not. So was that something that you, did you always feel that way? I mean, yeah, it reached a point where I was like, why, why do we use the same, like, wash? It just seems weird, because it's like, I just feel like I'm a woman and I have my certain smells and things. So it's like, I'll, every time I come out of the shower, he's always like, oh, you smell so good. But it's like, yeah, but I shouldn't smell like you. <laughs> like, that's weird. Well, I, yeah, that's interesting because I feel like most people, not most people, I don't know. But I feel like most people just use, Josh and I use the same soap. You guys are both men. This is true. We use the same soap. <laughs> I'm like, a lot of women I know use, like, body wash. Like, we put uh, it on loofahs and stuff. That's true. A lot of women. Men I, just use soap and the rag on their hands. Yeah, yeah. On their hands. Yeah, I uh, Yeah, use, he tried to shame me about not using a washcloth. Uh, and I was like, well, because it was like, I had this, um, this Olay, like, whip body, like, wash. It's mm-hmm. like, it comes out like a foam. But it says to just use your hands. Mm-hmm. Because it, the washcloth will eat it up. Mm-hmm. A loofah will eat it up. So you just use your hands and you rinse it off. Mm-hmm. He's like, you ain't black. Uh, you're getting your black car revoked. Uh, you uh, you, know, you I, out here not using a washcloth. I'm like, whatever. You know, I support you, girl. I'm just wondering. I, I didn't know you wasn't using a washcloth up here. Only when I'm using that particular <laughs> body wash, though. So I'm like... You know, getting why I use a loofah otherwise. So what? So do you know when he's getting? Do you buy soap for the both of you? Like, does he buy his own soap and you buy your own body wash? Or like, if you know, one of he knows that you're out of body wash, you know he's out of soap, then you get it. Because I always think, yeah, it's yeah, that's like household items. We just get them like because, as they're necessary. Yeah, because men typically use like if it's a man and a woman, men will typically use I whatever think whatever is available, whatever she house. has. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, and Josh and I, you, Josh has always been in soaps. I've been in them too, but he's been into, we both just like them. So we'll go out together and we'll smell soaps and then we'll just buy them for the both of us to use. Yeah. So I don't mind, you know. Well, now I got, he has like a bunch of Bevel products. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know Bevel? Uh, not the, no. So they started originally, um, this is like years ago. Um, was it 2013? originally making like um trimmers and shavers and stuff it's like for black men so mm-hmm. it's better for like oh yes i do men, yeah. men of color like mm-hmm. coarser hair and that kind of stuff but now they just launched um just this month uh january end of january they just launched like new body care and, and more skin care and hair care so now they have like shampoo and conditioner body washes mm-hmm. soap all that stuff so mm-hmm. i'm like here you go don't use my stuff <laughs> i love that don't use my stuff <laughs> don't use my things yeah. even like my face wash i did a whole curology does 
like bespoke skincare, mm-hmm. right? So basically, you fill out this like questionnaire, whatever, based on like your skincare needs, your it, the issues you have with your skin, and then they 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 send you product based on that, right? They mm-hmm. make this cocktail for you. He's been using it. He's he's now been the only one using it. He's now comes and uses it, and his skin he has, has very been, sensitive skin. Yes, but his skin has also been much better. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> he's been, he's using, been using it. It's been prescribed for you. Yes, oh, okay. and he's, yeah, he's started like, using is... it, and I'm like. This was made specifically for my skincare concerns. But you also have sensitive skin, too. But we don't have the same skin, you don't have the skin, same skin, skin. concerns. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, and then he's just start using it. I'm like, I love it. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, listen, a guy... Uh, lotion, we, too. I'm like, don't use my lotion. We, when and we, then he's like, why are you being like this? I'm like, because we should not smell the same. When we live together, we use the same soaps. Obviously, that was the only thing. And we're not Right. Together. We're not in a relationship. We're not a, yeah, yeah. Even though, like, we, at that time, we're pretty sure we go places. And someone's like, where's Stanley? Where's Shella? It's like, uh, I, I don't know. I She's know. That's here. true. Yeah. It's like when they see one of us, they're like, oh, where's yeah, the other? Where's and it's like, other? we are not literally yeah. attached at the hip. Yeah. It's so... Uh, but anyway, or we'd be like, no, oh, he's in the bathroom. <laughs> and like, I'm meeting him right now. Yeah, he's on his way. He's on the train. And she's right behind me. Yeah, that was like that. usually what yeah. happened. I don't think. Yeah, it, it is funny. But okay, so I wanted to bring up some some wonderful. We're go- uh, hopefully we we find some positive things to talk about. <laughs> but this is well, damn. This, well, you know what? The first topic actually is positive. You know that there's a a, a bail they re- um, a bail reform law. That it took into um, that went into effect at the beginning of the year, and what this law means is that for like misdemeanors and I think non felonies, if that's a word, um, they are they don't have to post bail, so you can be dismissed. You can also you don't have there's not is that what it is? You don't there's no bail that you have to post in order to get out of jail. Mm-hmm. So um, there also it still stays the same, but there are like like class A felonies, which is like murders and, you know, you know, those things, of course, as this should be. But one of the benefits of this is um, that it allows black and brown people who have been very much more affected by this than other um, other communities, an ability to get out of jail. They aren't held in jail because their bail is like, you know, a couple of thousand dollars and they can't post bail. Mm -hmm. They're in jail for an indeterminate amount of time. Right. Because Because that also happens a lot. Yes. Where they keep pushing court dates back and pushing court dates back. And you're literally in jail for like some real like level, like low level misdemeanor mm-hmm. and you're in jail for two years. Yes. Yeah. Which is insane. Which is insane. All because you can't that get that money. It happens a lot. And it, it definitely affects, um, you know, people of color, people of color who are, um, who don't have those funds, who don't have those means because also it has to be a cash bill, right? It has to be in cash. I believe it's so. Well, bond. Bonds. Bond yes, has yes. To be cash. So, um, so people in the beginning, I think New York, um, this is a state, um, a state law. People were very excited by it because you know those communities who were who are most affected by it would see some release. And actually, they were when it when it came into effect, those people who were in jail were released. Those people who were in um, in jail waiting their bail, then they got out. So, uh, but now. Um, after a few weeks or a few months, people are now scared, saying things like, "You know, we're just gonna have criminals on the street." Of course, and, they you are. know, we feel like because you know, it's we're a law in that's danger. Gonna, it's a law that's gonna affect black and brown people exponentially more. So, of course, yes. now everyone's scared and they feel like they're in danger. They feel attacked, they feel attacked. if you will. Yes, because, yes, yes. Ooh, 
Ooh, can we talk about that word? Attack. Attack. Like, it's a loaded. I just. Mm, well, attack. Attack. Yeah, but. Well, we, we both had. I don't think I've ever had. I will say I remember. Um, I, I've spoken very honestly, I think, about my relationships, you know, on the podcast, you know, certain things. And I think just with people who grew up a different way, that that word attack is usually used by white people. Yes, I think, I, it I is overused. Yeah, yeah. And, and not to it is abuse. And yeah. And, like, and, and, and child. It, yeah, and I think it's it, it, it put and, and when someone says that they feel attacked, it automatically puts you doesn't shine a good light on you. You know, I could be having a conversation with someone and when someone says, oh my gosh, I feel attacked. Everyone else is like, oh, who attacked? Well, what do you mean? <laughs> right. You, you, know, it, it you makes, just, they sounded the alarm. Yeah. It's just like, you attacked? What happened? You know, because you automatically feel for that person. What the, what happened? Who attacked you? Yes. You know, it, because it, it's a very strong it's word. It's a very strong word. Because the, the word um has a physical connotation yes. to it, right? When we think of someone being attacked, we think physical mm-hmm. violence. Yes. And now um, it's been used in a way to just describe any kind of aggression mm-hmm. towards someone without people acknowledging that it has that physical connotation still attached to it. Yes, yes. And it's like, you are definitely... Um, Blowing this out of proportion. Oh my gosh! Blowing it out of proportion <laughs> by saying you feel attacked, and then also too, people use it in the wrong context. <laughs> so like, so, when you're just like, why are you constantly leaving these glasses on the counter? I feel attacked right now. <laughs> it's like what? No one's attacking you. I'm asking you a question about your poor behavior. Yeah, I love that. Your poor behavior. That's yes. what the issue is. It's because it's when you call out someone's poor behavior and they scream attacked. Now you're on the defensive mm-hmm. when you're not wrong. Yeah. Because I think they, they, you're calling out something. You hit a spot. It's like, no, you were wrong about that. You didn't do the dishes. You were wrong about that. But then you feel in a certain way. You getting your back all up or whatever. Then you feel attacked. You feel like I'm hurting you. Or I'm after you. And it's like, no, because what you were doing wrong. And now you got caught and you feel bad about it. You have the answer to it. I'm holding you accountable. So that's where that old attack is coming from. It, it, it is a word that, um, I think too, Often, and I could be no, no. I will say this. I think it gets thrown at black people when we're in certain All the um, situations time. because I mean there is a because it has that connotation. It of has physical that connotation. violence, yes. and so it's like, oh no! Now we all need to be on alert because we know black people tend to get violent, <laughs> and you know, Jamie says she feels attacked. Maybe she's gonna smack her. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> let's be honest. Like that's what we're leading to. Yeah, yeah. When it's like, oh. Let me take the heat off me. Let me take the attention off of me and this thing that I've done. Mm-hmm. Or let me also just make this person look really bad. Mm-hmm. Let me say it. I feel attacked. Yeah. And and do you think though, do you and I think sometimes too, I think people are un- unaware in the sense of, yeah, they're coming from a place of privilege. So number one, they're unaware of what that how loaded that word is against a certain group of people when used against a certain group of people. And then I think Sometimes they're just privileged in the form, in the sense of you're just sheltered. Like it's just like you think that I'm attacking you because I'm getting a little upset, or even I'm not. I'm being very what is the word? Um, uh, assertive. Assertive. I'm being direct. As- I'm being direct and I'm being assertive. That's and what you're not used me to off that. The most. And you, yes, because it's like. Oh, I'll show you attacked. <laughs> like you, you know, black people. That is our favorite thing. Yes. You what? 
oh, I'll show you yeah, X, I'll Y, Z. You. Like, yes, yes. your mother. I'll give you a reason to cry. <laughs> like, we love to, to go there. Oh, my like, gosh. Oh, you playing yourself right now. Yes. You ain't seen nothing. <laughs> that is our version of you playing yourself. Exactly. Yes. Of you ain't seen nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, you're just like, so when you actually get attacked, how do you describe that? Since you're using attacked for this context. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this is nowhere near an attack. No, no. Well, it's almost funny. It's like you were over here a what? couple of weeks ago and I don't know, me and Al were going back and forth about something and you were like, guys, it's a nice day. Let's not fight. Mm-hmm. So I guess you felt uncomfortable and you were trying to bring some levity to the situation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who's fighting? Yeah, yeah. He was like, ain't nobody fighting. I'm like, this ain't even a mild disagreement. <laughs> like, we're just having a banter. Yes, and yes. then you were like, damn, I think I've been dating a white person so long. I <laughs> forgot what it's like to like just have that back and forth and not for someone to not be like, I feel attacked. Yes. And, and just for the record, Josh is not walking around saying, because now, you know, my poor fiance. I know. Yeah, he's not walking around saying, Sorry, Josh. Attacked. You're getting a little bit sidestepped. I, I love him. I love him. But yeah. you know, we love you. But. But, it, but yeah, it is a way that I think stands, that we. We interact in a very different way. Oh, my way, gosh. So And true. the way that we speak to each other. Yes. Is very different. It's like, yeah, black people are. Like, we don't hold back. Yeah. And, and <laughs> we don't I, sugarcoat. And, and I noticed this, too, because I was saying this. You know, I said this to Josh. I go, when, you know, me, you, our friend Jasmine, who's Dominican, will sit around. There's a certain way that we interact with each other that his friends don't. And it is very, like, it's, it's say we're discussing something. You do get loud. You do oh, get yeah, very passionate hands we're and movement. Animated. And you're animated. And it doesn't, and we don't feel like we're attacking people, attacking each other. But I've sort of been in that situation where I've been that way with other people and they're like, calm down. Why are you getting so loud? And, you're, and I'm thinking, I'm not like, I'm not mm-hmm. upset. Yeah. I'm passionate, but I, I don't think I'm attacking you. Even if they're, even if I'm a little up heated about it, I don't it's think, like I'm just making a point. Yeah. I'm just making a point. Like you can tell when someone's heated about something, but you don't feel like they're attacking <clears throat> you or they're upset with you. But I don't think other people are used to that sort of interaction. Mm-hmm. So it's, and, and it does make you, cause I always, it, it to me, when I, oh, that's happened to me, it does make me stop for a second and I check myself, but I do get annoyed. Mm-hmm. I do always, and I feel, and I don't feel bad for saying, I do get annoyed with the other person. Cause I'm like, what the fuck? Like now I have to change myself because you feel uncomfortable and it makes me feel like you're being a little sensitive. It's like, what what mm-hmm. world are you living in that, even that you can't just adjust a little bit to how someone is, so to see the living that, in a world of entitlement and privilege, I in guess, which I guess, they yeah, are the ruling party, and so they don't have to come yeah. to your level, yeah, they expect the opposite. Mm-hmm. But that's when you just be like, Oh, you know what, girl, bye, we're done, walk away, <laughs> never have another conversation with me again until you can handle it. You're an idiot, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. then. They feel bad about themselves. I love that. And they feel bad about themselves. <laughs> they do. They feel bad about themselves. And they probably won't ever come to you with anything again, but maybe for the better if they can't handle having a conversation without saying they feel attacked. Without saying they feel attacked. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. So I, I totally sideswiped. Oh, gosh. Um, um, yes. Totally um, that was took a, good. a left turn on your conversation. You were talking about like 
jail. Well, well, it's it's good. It's good in the sense that you know they they have changed this um, law, so it enables people of color and poor people not to be affected by it as much. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm I'm happy about that. Good, good on New York. I know that they're sort of rethinking this thing. It's not going to be overturned. I think where people are just having more concerns about it because they're wondering these criminals. And I'm just like these yeah, are. Sure. It, it, but then it's weird to me because I'm like these. First of all, we already stated that it's just for misdemeanors and like smaller felonies. So it's just like you scared of the person who like hopped the turnstile. That's what I was like, going to say. Is walking through the subway cars. Yeah, like they were smoking in somewhere in a park. It's like get scared of them. What do you think we're going to walk around to burn people with a cigarette and shit? Yeah, I'm like you think going to come piss all over your stoop? Yeah, it's like that's when you calm down, calm down. Exactly. But another law that New York um, has, which I think is phenomenal, is that the rental. I'm sure you do the broker's fee <laughs> because you know we've talked about this movie. I didn't know, and maybe I could be wrong. I guess living in New York, we talk about it, you know, this sort of broker's fee. And what a broker's fee is, is that you work with a real estate broker who sort of, I don't want to say they quote unquote, they have the inventory of all of the new apartments Mm -hmm. in New York City. And so when you're looking for something, you have to go through them in order to see the apartment and sign the lease and all of that. They work for the landlord and then they charge a fee for their services. All they really do is- Which is ridiculous when they charge the fee to- the tenant. Yeah, the tenant. And, like, the, yeah, just, and the landlord I, I, does the work. My mind has always been blown. Yeah. Where you work for the landlord and I'm paying your fee. Yeah. That's like that one time we moved and we did the broker's fee. And do you remember how livid I was oh, yeah. about yeah. that? Because I'm like, well, see if the landlord can come down on the rent. And then it's like, well, the landlord's pushing. It's like the broker's not pushing. Mm-hmm. The broker's not asking him because he works for the landlord. Yeah. So why am I paying him? Yeah. Then the landlord can pay you. You mm-hmm. work for the landlord. If I want, if I could have just gone out and got my own broker. Yeah, it, yeah and exactly. if I'm going to pay a broker and who a, works only in my interest and finds me listings. Exactly what you versus want. Versus I did all the footwork. I literally found this listing. I came to you and now I'm paying you mm. because you worked for the landlord. It makes Get no sense. The fuck it makes no here. sense. And this has been going it's on, absurd. I think, since like the 70s in New York City. And That's I don't why I do no broker apartments. Oh, yeah. Now we that. doing. I, mean, I don't do I don't, I don't do, do brokers. brokers. We did a broker the last department that we live in now, but we've been looking off and on and we're not doing any broker's fee. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I refuse. And so I don't know how this is going to affect because now with this law, people are saying that the charges, the landlord now is responsible. We the tenants, As they should have the always now, been. <laughs> but they're saying that it might raise the rents because the landlords will pass those fees on to the tenants. To me... The only reason why a landlord is not doing this work himself, his or herself, is because they don't want to do the work because it's taking up their time. They can't show the apartments or whatever and all of that. But my thing is either hire someone to do it or show it on your free time so that the rents don't go up. And also, if they're doing this, now I lost my train of thought. They, if they decide to then take it upon themselves to just take all of their listings away from the brokers, show one on Craigslist or someone else comes up with some other platform, then there'll be no brokers. It's like, we don't have to worry about that. No, the rents don't go up in New York and everybody's happy. And I'm, I'm going to ask my landlord too, how he feels about this and what he's planning to do. Because I'm thinking people, if you own, if you're a landlord and you own like a huge building or you own multiple properties, you're probably thinking, hey, this is not a big deal to me. I'm going to either raise my rent or pay that broker's fee because it's not a, it's a, you're making so much more money and it's not an issue for you. But I'm just wondering, I'm scared because I'm thinking, not scared, but I'm, I wonder how this is going to affect the tenants in some way. But, but do you realize that there is a, a huge inventory of apartments that were out there that didn't have a broker's fee? Yeah. And I was saying that 
I don't remember where I was at. I'm sure it was like some industry shit. And this girl was like, yeah, and all those apartments are gross. No, and I'm not. like, but that's because you want to live in Chelsea. Yeah. I was like, because you wouldn't live somewhere in Sunset Park. Like, you wouldn't live where I live, mm-hmm. or where I would live as a native New Yorker. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you think those apartments are gross, but they're not. They're typically private owned buildings. Yeah. Like, they're owned by the landlords. I found my experience has been when the landlord owns the uh, the building, it's like small private building, they take much better care of it mm-hmm. than when it's a management company. Mm-hmm. My landlord lives in the building. Mm-hmm. He lives right next door. Yeah, yeah. Puts a damper on you doing illicit activities, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> However, you shouldn't be in the first place. Exactly. And le- we've never had an issue. Yeah. Like, the sailor fan broke, got fixed immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Had, had an issue with the pipe fixed it immediately Mm -hmm. like has never let things just lapse and it's been the best experience we've had we went through street easy specifically looked for no broker apartments and there was a broker the landlord paid it i'm Mm -hmm. sure he probably took our deposit and you know paid the broker with that and then probably took one month's rent and then replaced our deposit with it yeah like which is smart which is that's how you should do that yeah but yeah why would i pay you to find a te- to find me as a tenant when you didn't find me as the yeah, tenant. You didn't do I did work. all the footwork. Yeah. I found you. I found this apartment and you worked for the landlord and then I pay you? That is the most absurd thing I ever heard. Yeah. That's why I was like, I'm not doing this. I refuse. I will do the legwork. I've been doing legwork. So I will do the extra legwork to find what I need. I'm not paying somebody when I did all this work. That's yeah. stupid. It's silly. Yeah, it, it is very silly. Now I'm trying to remember, did we pay a broker's apart, broker's fee for this apartment? Where you currently that live? That we currently live. Oh, I, I know we paid know. one okay. for one before, but I don't remember for this one. But we're over that now. We're not doing it. And and we and we were not we have planned on not doing this before this law um this this law came into effect and it's it's in effect right now, but I'm wondering like there's so many there are apartments on the market now. How is that going to uh affect the market? I guess a landlord going to pay that fee, but what you can't do is if I mean, you can raise the rent, but yeah. it's silly. It doesn't work in your best interest. If I saw this apartment last week advertised for eighteen hundred, now I see it for twenty one hundred, mm-hmm. or you're gonna price yourself out of people's range. Exactly. Like it's not even gonna show up on people's listings anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas they otherwise would be interested. Or if you have people look at it and then they're like, "Wait, hold up! Mm-hmm. Now the rent is what? Yeah. Oh, why? Because you had to pay your broker fifteen hundred bucks? Mm-hmm. You bugging? It's it's. I think it's and not it's not gonna... even that much money. No, it's not in the long run for these landlords. Yeah, I feel like what's gonna happen is we're not gonna feel either. That I feel like a lot of landlords are gonna just start doing it themselves or finding someone else to do it where they're not paying the broker fee. And but those landlords who are gonna sort of say, "Listen, I'm just gonna." pass it along to the tenants we're not going to feel it for a couple of months because it's, this just happened so i think it's probably going to be like within the next year or so you're going to see the rents go up in certain areas because of this because you know we live you know we're in brooklyn but you know places we're in um places in like what brooklyn heights and borham hill they've always been doing this and those places are so expensive mm-hmm. in some parts more expensive than areas in manhattan oh yeah so, did you see that um where they went through like the most expensive neighborhoods to live in. The number one was like um, Cobble Hill or something oh, like yeah. that. It was Brooklyn. But it was like the top five. 
it was like Brooklyn was in there like twice, and then mm. in the top in the top ten, Brooklyn was in like four times. That's insane. Yeah, that's insane. It was crazy because someone was telling me how they had they um, lived in um, Dumbo and how they yeah. had to. Oh, maybe it was Dumbo. They had to get um, their apartment. It's it, it it's a good. I don't know exactly how much they pay, but it's an expensive apartment, and that they had to get a guarantor for this apartment, and it was something like thousands of dollars, like. 20 like thousands of dollars for them to get they had they wanted six months rent up front that, and that's, okay that's not legal yeah, yeah that's not legal that's not legal I, you can't ask for six months rent up they front. wanted all of this you money up that's front absurd with the fees and the and person still wanted the apartment yeah that's no no, no. That's they, they didn't they didn't go with that um they didn't go with that apartment. okay yeah, yeah. i mean but I, that's an that, easy walk away for me. Yeah, for you're me. already crazy. You already showed your hand, landlord <laughs> or management that. company. You know what I'm saying? It's only down from here. Yeah, from here. Because I know six what, months. That's it, absurd. Is New York? That's do other markets? I don't know if you know this. Do other like cities? Do they have brokers fees? I don't know. I don't pay brokers fees. Like <laughs> it's not my thing. Like no, I'm just saying. Like I don't. I've, I've, I whenever I moved in Jersey, California, I did not pay a broker fee. Yeah, I mean, other people are brokers. They have brokers, but, but are they? But there's a do they process. They have a hand on which, the market the way that New York does. I wonder. Yes, but my thing is, there's a way in which you get a broker, right? Where you say, "Hey, I'm going to hire you to help me get an apartment." Mm-hmm. Like for someone who's moving out of state, like when I was moving to California, if I didn't have time to go out to California and look at apartments. It's like, yeah, then you hire a broker. They go and do the footwork. Mm-hmm. They look for apartments and, you know, whatever range that you gave them and the information you gave them you want. They send you pictures. They send you videos. So that's them working for you, so you pay them. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> and I, when I was moving to Cali, I reached out to this one broker and... I was only going to pay him if he found me an apartment. Mm -hmm. So even if like he had done all the legwork and whatever, and I didn't take an apartment that he showed me, he wasn't getting a dime. Yeah, that's how it it was. Only if I actually moved into one of the apartments that he showed me. Mm -hmm. I wonder. I wonder. Do they do it? Like, is there a city similar to New York where the brokers kind of have such a stronghold over the the housing market? I mean. Who knows? Yeah, you know, I mean, New York be all kinds special. of tripping about yeah, that. Yeah, and I've never, I've never <laughs> lived in any other city as an adult besides New York, so I have no idea. Yeah, they be tripping about stuff. Yeah, like yes. <laughs> but that, you know, that's that's awesome. Some good news for me. I'm very excited. So I'm excited <laughs> when we move again. I'm like, yes. I mean, yes. well, we still don't know how it's going to affect the market, so that's don't true. get too excited until we really start to see the backlash because. I know. There's always backlash. There's always backlash. Uh, I don't think you can do anything in 2020 without backlash. Mm. Like, and literally anything. So, mm. you know, um, hold on to your hats, people. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We joke that we're never moving out of this apartment. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> because we're like, look, the rent is good. The landlord's cool. Like, we we haven't had issues. Yeah. We like the neighborhood. I mean, the D train is the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> the absolute worst. But, you know, all in all, it's it's been a good experience. And I was like, yo, we 
get married and have kids. We just going to have to figure it out in this apartment. <laughs> I love that. Yes, stay in while you can. It is that serious in New we'll York. Just get rid of like the the wall unit and all the stuff in it. So we'll turn, be recording turn, the podcast. Turn like, our podcast room into a nursery. Yeah, we'll go. Could you just put the baby to sleep? Give give, give the baby some Benadryl. Just, right. just put him to sleep. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's well, yeah. we know who's not going to be watching any babies around. Oh, yeah, I watched that. Like, well, she slept all day. She was a dream. She I love dream. that you said she. <laughs> well, because the the first one's gonna be a girl. We already know. I already planned it out. She's gonna have four I children. Hope, We're not even gonna I go. Hope so. <laughs> I am I, not having four children. I wanted to ask you. This is so random. Did you? You haven't. We talked a little bit about this. We haven't talked about my girl Rue in a while. Who's hosting SNL tonight oh, for the first time yeah. ever? And you know, I don't mess with SNL. Well, I've seen SNL, but usually I. I only try to watch it when there's someone's good who's on, good who's on, and I still don't watch the whole thing. It's just not my style of comedy, and uh, like it's not funny. And um, but Rue's gonna be in there. Some interest. The first drag queen who's who's um, whoever who's ever hosted the show, and it's her first time. So um, I'm very excited to see what she'll do tonight. But you know, she had her show come on on Netflix about um, I don't know about a month ago or something, and I watched it and. I love Rue. I was just hoping that the show was better. And it's just, it's, it hurts my heart. Because I'm like, who did she make this show for? It's not for the fans of Drag Race. It, it, she made it for the sense of the fans for Drag Race only in that they like RuPaul. It's like they have all these other like queens but guessing. Is it on. for the non-drag race audience then? It's for I like think, the everyone else. Is I it think for the for ABC the, family yes, audience? Yes, I think it's for that audience. <laughs> and they do, they, it, I think it's for that audience, the people who are trying to get into drag or they don't want, it's not as offensive because they have some good jokes here or there. Offensive? But it, well, because I think, you know, there's still a, 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 a large portion of the population who is like drag is ex, ex, uh, offensive and they don't get it Bye. and blah, blah, blah. Well, why, well, listen, I think we have to ask them because I think it's amazing. But we have to ask them because, you know, men in dresses and, you know, people who are doing anything different and makes them uncomfortable. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> and anywho. But those are also the people who I'm sure they just, they saw a man in a dress and they were like, this is wrong. Yeah, this is wrong. And never actually watched a drag queen. Yeah, never actually. Like perform or do anything. Yeah. Because then... And part of it is that I think they don't want it to be good. Mm-mm. So they don't, they're not going to watch it because they're like, oh, I, I really enjoyed that. Or like, oh, she was so funny. Yeah, she was so funny. Because, you know, now with the drag community, like how we, we talked about before, how it's exploding. And then now they have a lot of, um, at Drag Con and all this, which is the the conference that RuPaul has in New York and mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And I think now they're, there's a version of UK Drag Race. So now they're start, they did it in the UK as well because it's just blowing up and it's growing larger and larger. There's a portion of it that's just children. Like I told you when I went to DragCon, there's a section where you can put your kids and babysit. Yeah, they have babysitting. But there's so much of, uh, of it now that's just kids coming. They dress up in drag or they want to do drag. And people are not here for it. You know, I want. I'll say obviously. People are never here for anything new, anything different. Because they feel, and like, then in ten years, it's not even going to be a thing. Yeah, it's not going to be a thing. But you know, just the show. It, it has. This, it only has one season so far, and Rue's acting is really good. I think it just seems to be. It, and it's it's it's, it's a created co-created with um, Rue and the gentleman Michael Patrick King who did Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. So some good names attached, but it's just it's fluffy here. But then it's they'll talk about serious topics, but then it's not, and it's just like everything's so generic and what's the predictable. Mm. A lot of it is very predictable, and it breaks my heart because I'm like, oh, 
it's, you know, you're, this is Ruth, she's black, it's, she's a man, she's doing this show, she's doing, and you want it to be so much more, but I'm like, oh, I just, I, I don't know if I can watch it. I don't know if I can give you my support. I haven't seen it, though. Oh, it's not for you. I said, it. I told you, I was like, I, I don't think it's for you. I, I haven't watched it, so I have no opinions on it. You have no opinions on it? I have no opinions on it. What are you, <laughs> what are you watching? Um, I don't, I don't, what am I watching? Oh, I, I told you I was watching you. Oh, everyone. Which to me feel like Dexter Light. Oh, that's what you did say. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, it's interesting. I just started the second season, but I feel like I just haven't watched much TV for the past like week and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, besides yeah, like the Super Bowls, like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you've married this um, busy. Yeah, yeah. You watched the Super busy. Bowl? Um, yeah, for the most part, I did watch the Super Bowl. Where were you? Were you here? I was home, home and was I, mean, I was working. No, I was out working, and then he came literally at the very end. Like, he didn't even see the halftime show. Um, and like, I mean, for the most part, I was just looking to kind of like, you know, see if there were any interesting commercials. And, um, for a little bit, I might have watched Catch Me If You Can. And then, because it was on like TBS or something. And Hold then, on, what's Catch I went Me back, If You Can? The movie with oh, the movie with okay, okay. Tom Hanks. I love that movie. Okay, okay. And then I went back to watch the halftime show, which I think they did a great job. They did a great I mean, job. People can say whatever they want, but I'm just like, I think they did a really good job. But did people say they didn't do a good job? There's just been a lot of chatter both ways and i'm just like people always just it's like give those ladies their due no they did a great people job people were saying it was too sexy people were saying why what was what is wrong with it being sexy and you they're both sexy that yeah. has always been their shtick mm-hmm. so you can't book two sexy people for this thing and then just be like but can you make it sexy light yeah, like no that's not what they do they both have always been sexy but they didn't deviate not one bit from their usual mm-hmm. performance persona. Yeah. So don't be mad. Because that's how they've always performed. Always been. And you knew what you were getting. And too, it was <laughs> just like, this isn't the first, quote unquote, sexy Super Bowl show that we've given us. Something that's been risque on television. Like, really? Well, everyone was laughing too because they were like, it was like suburban moms that were complaining about it. But they're <laughs> like, but Adam Levine... At the Super Bowl, they were just like heart eye emojis, but then they were like J Lo, and they were like, "This is kid, this is yeah. a child friendly production. This is mm-hmm. disgusting." It was like, right? So let's not like, even get into the double standards of it all. No, no, no. Um, I think they did a good job. Yeah, they did a good job, and it got a little political, which I know a lot of people feel a certain way about. You know, Jennifer Lopez came out. Yo, you you put two Latinas in the Super Bowl. And you want them to completely ignore what's happening in the world. Yes. Listen, people got to use their platforms. I ain't going to use their Especially, platforms. Yeah. Um, Especially. And, and it wasn't even in a way where they did anything or said anything offensive or anti anybody else. Mm-hmm. People always have a way of getting upset when folks want to promote or big up their sel- themselves or their own people. And it's like, but it wasn't in an anti anyone else way. No. So what you mad for? Well, because people, you know, even with, you know, she, Jennifer Lopez is Puerto Rican. Right. So she had the Puerto Rican flag. Absolutely. And then she was saying, what was the song she was saying? We are America. Let's something. get loud. No, no, no. Something about America. It was someone else's song. I am America or some, something. There was a song about yeah, being American. She had the, she had the flag, flag. And, and then, then they, she flipped it and it was the Puerto Rican flag. Yeah. And then she had the, when it was coming on, the kids, or I didn't catch this. The I kids was, and her daughter. They, they were sang Let's Get Loud. 
No, no, no. They also, but it was a song that something. It was a a song by someone else who they did. Let's get loud. But before that, it was a song that went into Let's Get Loud. It was some American song or something. But um, they had the kids were in those little lit up cages, mm-hmm. and they said that was because of what had happened at the border. Um, that they were making a statement about that and saying that we are American. This is what America is, and um, people were also not here for that as well. I just love it when folks want to start calling people like Americans anti-American when they call out injustices. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I wonder how Rose McGowan was feeling watching it. Like, <laughs> was she just glad the heat was off her? Like, Probably. Just, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> there's just so much craziness going on. Yeah. I'm just like. I'm going to shut it all out and just get a massage every day. Like, oh I just gosh. can't with this. Like, this Harvey Weinstein case, first of all, oh gosh, your boy is showing happened. up looking like the most decrepit thing in the world. But this is, let me tell you the part that pisses <laughs> on, me off the most. Because he has that walker. Oh, you you don't know your boy is like acting like he can barely walk. He's trying to look very sympathetic. He's trying to look old and decrepit so people can look at him and go, there's no way that this old, decrepit, you know, shriveling piece of man could possibly do these horrendous aggressive things and i'm just like first of all before you think that thought i need you to acknowledge something very important here harvey weinstein has a lot of money if he really needed that walker he'd have a power walker Mm -hmm. he got that 99 cent store shit with the tennis balls on the bottom i can't with him like i would have appreciated it more if he'd have kept it real well if he had a top of the line well, Walker, they, they also don't want him bottom. to show his excess. Of course you know? not. Exactly. And, That's the point. But it's like, dude, you just looking at y'all are looking even more and more like a liar. I and the fact it. that we know good and well, you can afford something better than that Walker that they give you at the free clinic. And he probably don't You're killing that Walker. That is. Of course uh, not. That. They show video of him like helping someone load groceries in the back of their truck. And then the next show day, he was <laughs> like. Coming into the courtroom, his <laughs> arms were shivering. You could barely pick you up a walker. I was no. like, I need you to stop, my dude. Um, how old is Harvey Weinstein? It, I don't know. I don't even care. Oh my I don't, god! Because first of all, like the fact that like the 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 um the statute of limitations on rape in New York is um five years of the day is already just absurd. Yeah. Um, it just it goes to show you that how little they think of women or like or just like a crime of sexual assault because mm-hmm. it can be done to anyone yeah but just it goes to show you like how much we need to change our laws yeah um so it's like if these things happened way back when like he doesn't even have to be held to them and of course then they get the one case that's that falls within the statute of limitations, and then they go, "Oh, but this man's seventy-seven mm-hmm. years old. There's no way he could have done this thing." So he's trying to look as old and feeble as possible, and it's like Harvey, nobody buying it. I'm glad nobody. Like I'm, it. I'm hoping that they put you under the prison, underneath Cosby's cell, <laughs> like so you two can have each other, like. I, I- I, I really do. It's just the same. Because, you know, you when you talk about Harvey Weinstein, I read, too, that What's-His-Face is, is trying to make a comeback this year. Mel Gibson. And I was like, Mel Gibson is making a comeback this year. He, they trying to make another Lethal Weapon movie. I was like, is that what they want to lead with? And I'm like, why is Danny Glover involved in this? Like, what is going on? And it's like, because, it, it you know, we know he's 
racist and and misogynist. He, mm-hmm. he and and he also went on a rant. And this is not always. I was telling someone about this the other day, and I go, you know what? I will have. I know that people can change. And I know that they can cut. I said, I have no respect. Or people can have incidents. People can have incidents. they say things to hurt you and they go for the jugular and they yes. go all the way down into the bottom because they know that thing will hurt you. Yes. Even if they don't believe it. But not when just it's racist you. stuff, especially when they catch it. And it's just like, dude, you were saying that either you were going off on a rant, but you also were saying that to like just your friends. It's like you weren't upset about anything. You were just speaking very passionately to your friends. It it that to me means mm-hmm. something's wrong, and then also and like you really just believe yeah you that. just really Think believe that, that. and then you're also older. It's not like you were like seventeen <laughs> or twelve when you said that shit, which is also a little crazy. And I could see, okay, you need maybe in another ten years or so, you could be a different person. But it's like, no, you already old, homie. So you lived your whole life up until this point in your fifties, sixties, and this is just the way you felt. Well, and then you've been out of the spotlight for five years, and I'm supposed to believe that you changed. It's like that Liam Neeson thing where. He was saying, you know, folks had taken what he said out of context where he was like, and he wanted to kill a black man because his friend had been raped mm-hmm. and she told him that it yeah. had been done by a black man. But remember, it's like, listen to the conversation and what was said. And he said, she told him she was attacked. And then he said something like, oh, well, what did he look like? Or was he black? Or something like that. It was like, he had alluded to leading with, was this man black? So there was this belief in his mind i don't remember the exact words i wish i um had the transcript but there was just this there was something in the back of your mind that went there Mm -hmm. they immediately made this assumption that this had to have been done by a black man because because you went there it wasn't just the her telling you he was black because the the conversation that was had between y'all was that you had this understanding of that anyway and she confirmed it and then you were like i want to go out and kill me a black man and it's like "Mm, would you have thought that way anyway and then again the fact that you've said that i'm gonna go out and kill me a black man Mm -hmm. had she said oh i got raped it was this white guy you know he was six three blue eyes or whatever would you have been like, I'm going to go out and kill me a white man? You yeah. would not have said have a not white been. man. You would have not specified that. Because mm-hmm. there's something about that. There's stereotypes and pre about someone's race. And that's where that's coming from. That's where that's coming from. Right. And the fact, and, and, and my thing is, I always say, like, that shit lives in a lot of us. Like, if we grow up in America, there are certain things that we, there are stereotypes and biases that we have, especially when it comes to race, because that's just America. It's about recognizing that and trying to work through them. When you're not trying to have these any conversations about it and talk about it, then that's, that's when it creates a problem. And when people are now, people just feel, I just, I don't necessarily, I don't believe in cancel culture. But I think some people, you need, every situation is different. But when people show you themselves, mm-hmm. and why should we give them a second chance? It's like, like I always say, that that Huff girl, how ho Julian Huff, oh, now, Juliana Huff, Juliana Huff, and she went in blackface black like face three years ago as a as a grown <laughs> adult, and she's like, I didn't know that was wrong, and it's just like, really? That yeah, really? But that's I think that that's the bigger issue when you come and you go, I didn't know that was wrong versus. Something in me told me maybe this might be a bad idea, and I made, I went with the worst decision. Like, you, like I think that happens a lot of times when people make these really bad judgment calls. There was a moment in which they questioned it, and they didn't trust their instinct. Exactly, they questioned it, and they said, uh, maybe. 
is this gonna go left or they go this could go left but i'm gonna do it because if it goes right it's gonna be so right it's gonna be so good and they go with that one and then it goes left yeah. and, and then, then it's then like no no your instinct was right this is offensive, is offensive. no one's here for it yeah and then just my and I always say if it's gonna offend someone and it's not gonna be a big deal for you to just change that shit then change you know what i'm saying like why is it people feel like they get so indignant like uh, I, 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 no one can tell me what I can't do and what I can't say. That's and how the problem is that they usually come out the gate doubling down yes. on the wrong. So then by the time they come around to apologizing, folks ain't here for I'm it. I'm like, oh. Because, and I think that's also, that's kind of like what happened with Terry Crews and Gabrielle Union. Not yes. to keep harping on that every week. <laughs> but again, you know, the black women out here, like, we're off Terry Crews because he doubled down before yes. he apologized. Mm-hmm. So, which I acknowledge. Listen. Is. Um, nah, I think... Part of the problem, I think, for people is just, like, not being able to just say, damn, you know what? I am biased. I didn't realize it Mm -hmm. until this thing happened. It's like, I did say that very racist thing because I was trying to be hurtful. Yeah. And in that, I realized I got some biases that I need to work on. And, like, I'm not explicitly racist in the sense that I am... I hate, I actively hate black people or I'm going after black people. I'm trying to exclude black people from society. But I realized that I have been conditioned in a certain way as a white male. Um, And it came out in that conversation or it came out in that context. And I am sorry. And I also realized this is something I need to work on. And and I think that that's, that's, we all, black, whatever, we all can take, brown, we right. all can take that. Because even me, a lot of my friends, like, and I said this before, a lot of my friends are women. And there's, I'm not a woman. So it's just like, there's certain things that I could say or I could do that could offend them because they are women. And it is just like, well, does that make me a horrible person? No. But the fact that if I don't own up to that or try to check myself and be mindful that, I've hurt someone or I offended someone, mm-hmm. that, then that's the problem. Or, or, or that I can't see. Because sometimes I think you can just live, like I always use the prime example of when we were in New Orleans. And that's a small thing of like, I ran across the street and I left you and you were like, don't ever do that again because we were in the middle. It was the middle of the night and it was dark and you were by yourself because I'm existing as, a, you know. On I'm, a block where there's like junkies yeah, and crackheads junkie. coming up to you and, and I, ask you for shit. Exactly. And it's just like, <laughs> well, that was, ends. that I didn't think about that, but it made me, and, and that was, Something that I had to check myself and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, there's a certain, you know, it just, you know, it logically, but we get so used to just sort of living in our own skin. Mm-hmm. And I, and I even think with terms of race, yes, I'm very aware of that. And I think in terms of gender too, I'm a, a somewhat degree aware of that, but then there's things that I just miss. And so it's like, well, no, I have to be mindful of that. There's nothing wrong. It isn't like, it's so hard that I have to just walk around and do those things or I can't enjoy something because it's from a man because some woman didn't get that opportunity sometimes. You know, it's just like, no, you just have to be mindful and aware of it. Mm -hmm. Because I know with like some white people and they'll say, I've had instances where they'll go, you know, they'll play a song for me or something. And I go, oh, well, they stole that from so-and-so. This could have, this role could have went to so-and-so. And And they go, well, I can't just enjoy something and they'll get upset. I can't just, now I got to think about every time I'm watching something or seeing something from a white person that I have to feel guilty about it because it could have went to a minority. And I'm like, well, no, you don't have to feel that way. But I think you have to be aware of it and have to understand that it happens, right? Well, that's the issue. It's the not wanting to acknowledge the other part of it. No one's saying you can't enjoy it. Yeah. But you, when you try to shut out the everything else, then you're just playing yourself. Exactly. You're playing yourself. Well, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, he he, he uh, set it down in his back, the yes, yes. award speech. Mm-hmm. He was just like, you know, thank you for this, but let's not act like y'all are giving me this award 
over a whole lot of other people mm-hmm. who should have been nominated exactly. and didn't get nominated. Yeah. And he's like, so it can't feel as great mm-hmm. to get it when I'm not actually going up against the best of the best because y'all holding black folks back. Yeah. Mic drop. And everyone was like, what? Mic drop. But and you I'm... saw people's faces. I was like, they were not expecting that. No, they were not. And some <laughs> they of definitely those, weren't. Some of those people felt uncomfortable. And they, but my thing, and, it, and it's <laughs> just like, should. Hollywood is just another area of the world where black and brown people and Asian people are not seen as much. So it's just like they're still working in those spaces and they still are constantly passed over and not seen. So it's like to have him and also he said too, he's like, it's our responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's our responsibility and he said, to make also it he acknowledged that as a white man that that there have been a lot of times where he has contributed exactly. to the problem. Yeah. Just by his virtue of being and not acknowledging other people in a way that he could have done something to to make something different mm-hmm. or to open a door for someone yeah like maybe you know having an inclusion writer mm-hmm. yeah One, <laughs> you know, things like movies. that yeah this and i just took that i was very happy to hear that and i just took that as it just take it on your own level i can do better as a gay black man towards people who don't have the same opportunities as me it's just like if you just Try to help. You know what I'm saying? That's just all what I how I look at it. And I was glad that this white man actually said that. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, Joaquin. Right. Yeah. And you know, everybody going to want to give him the woke stamp of approval. And I say, now, hold on Oh, now. no, 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 no. Let's no. hold on now. Let's, let's watch. Not, let's not do that. Let's watch. Let's not do that. We be too quick to call somebody woke. No. because I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Joaquin Phoenix. All I'm, all I'm saying is we can't be quick to say everybody's woke. Mm-mm. He acknowledged something. He obviously, maybe he is in the process of waking up yes hopefully <laughs> yeah because it's also it's very trendy right now i have to say it's been yeah it's been and i trendy. don't think that he he did it in the way that it was like supposed to be trendy and all this other stuff because again you know he could have took his award and been like thank you um <laughs> you know what i mean we've never known joaquin phoenix to just try to be in the limelight in, a, in that way this try to be trendy and all that other stuff um and he's he's won of like awards for his work mm-hmm. but it was nice to see it again. Like a lot of people say, like, you can't expect the oppressed people to be the ones to get themselves out of the oppression. Mm-hmm. That's absurd. Yeah. It is only in in America. Is well, you know, let me not say that. No, this oh, is happening all over yeah, the world. It's all this is all over the world. world. But I'm just saying, it's it's when it comes to that sort of thing, it's really it's it's mind boggling. Um, damn, I thought we were supposed to be talking about something positive this week. Oh well. <laughs> We did start with the the rental laws. Those are positive. Oh, we should have sandwiched this. Man. Yeah. We should have Gail King this. We should have sandwiched <laughs> the negative shit. I love that. We should have Gail. Yes. <laughs> In between. Yes. The positive shit. Well, we'll do we that for next So week. we're ending it with, with, yay, New York no longer has broken yes. fees. Let's see what happens. Yes, let's see what happens. <laughs> positive, positive. <laughs> so until next week, um... If you love this episode of Black Hipster, make sure you subscribe and rate us, Top mm-hmm. Stars, anywhere you listen <laughs> to stars. your podcast. Yes. Yeah. Um, you can also reach out to us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. And also, you can feel free to DM us yes. at Black Hipster Podcast. You can follow me at the Shawa Evans. You can follow me at Standard W. You can also email us yes. at blackhipsterpodcast at gmail.com. Gmail. Um, send us a nice little lovely note. We love to hear from you guys you know send us little valentine's um kisses and shit oh gosh yes valentine's by the time you listen to this it will have passed but that's okay yes we're still here for the live (laughs) Uh, until next week bye bye